Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. Today we've got accountability coach, peak performance coach, podcast host, best-selling author, Jeff Wickersham. Ready to rock it out with us. So excited to have you with us, buddy. Boom. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, Brad? I love it. I love it. I almost thought about stealing your line as I was introducing you because I love it that much. So oh, good. For That's those that awesome. haven't seen any of your socials, he opens up every single one of his posts with that on Instagram. And I'm sure you do on your others. I follow you on Instagram. That's where I originally really got to start knowing you and following you. And man, you are a tremendous, abundant amount of energy in the morning. You are you are better than a good cup of coffee, big dog. You are a rock star. You talk about energy, accountability, consistency. And those obviously are really important things. I'm sure you've seen similar stats. I mean, 92% of people that set a goal six weeks in will have already kicked their goals to the curb. So that means only 8% of us are still rocking it six weeks in. And you talk about consistency. That's one of your things. What is it you do with you and or your clients to help them be more consistent with their energy, with their focus, these kind of things? Yeah. N- number one is accountability, right? Having somebody that is going to hold you to the fire to what you commit to, right? And so often we were just talking about sports a little bit before we jumped on, right? I, I think about the evolution of us as human beings. And-, and as we grow up, we have parents, we have teachers. If we play sports, we have coaches, we have teammates. We have an accountability structure, right? But then when we get to adulthood, all of a sudden we're released to the wild and we have zero accountability. Right. And when we commit to ourselves, we keep quiet. We don't put it out there in the universe. The only person that's going to hold you accountable is yourself. And if you haven't trained, if you haven't, we hit the physical gym, right? We get those reps. I was just crushing my workout this morning, but we don't hit that mindset gym, that mental, we don't get those mental reps. in. if you haven't prepared, if you don't know the science of habit formation, if you haven't committed fully, you are setting yourself up for failure. And it's just so important to have somebody that holds you accountable, that cheers you on, that guides you, that is that mentor, is that positive force when you have a bad day, because let's not beat around the bush. Brad, you have bad days. I have bad days. We have dips. But when you have people that you can rely on, when you build a network of high energy, high achieving people around you, you can look to somebody when you're having a down day, have a conversation. It can take five minutes, 10 minutes, and all of a sudden you're snapped out of it and you're much more able to follow through with your commitment and whatever you're looking to build. So accountability, there's just a lack of it out there. And that's why so many people fail in those New Year's resolutions or building anything that they want in life personally or professionally. I love it. Uh, So good. So do you believe that if you win the morning, you win the day? 100% without a doubt right? And so many people are losing that battle Mm -hmm. of control, of positivity before their foot even hits the floor out of bed, right? Because we are tethered to our phones. I say it's like the tractor beam of the Death Star, like pulling you in, (laughs) you see some messages, you got to look at them, but you're letting negativity, you're letting somebody else's priorities dictate your life, where I say no distractions. When you wake up, stack these wins. It could be five minutes of work, but you get four or five things done in five minutes. All of a sudden you feel good about yourself. And 
you've made some progress. You've created this momentum where if you get a bad text, a bad email, bad phone call, you're much more equipped to take that on. And people say, well, you know, I'm not a morning person. That's BS. Like, were you stamped? I'm, you're not a morning person when you were born? No, it's the environment you grew up in. It's the story that you heard probably from your parents or somebody close to you. Winning the morning is the first impression you can make on your life and your day. And it's so, so vital. And too many people are missing it. They're not thinking about it. They're just doing what they're used to over and over again. And they're, they're stuck. They're in that same place they were a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And they're depressed, they're stressed, they're anxious, and they lack that control. So absolutely, you win the morning and you win the day. Boom. That is, that is awesome. So good. You're bringing the noise. Love it. So, yeah, you mentioned that these people that are stuck in this rut, a lot of people, maybe they're in transition. A lot of people, you mentioned conversations. A lot of times it's a conversation with themselves. Essentially, you know, there's, you know, 99% of the thoughts that we have today are the same ones we had yesterday. So if that's the case, what is it we can do to disrupt those thoughts. And maybe we want to, maybe we want to repeat it. Maybe we're already thinking like a winner. Maybe we're already thinking like a champion. Maybe we're already organizing our thoughts that are slaying it. And we want to repeat that. But for the people that are feeling the pain and frustration with where they are, when their feet do touch the floor in the morning, how do they disrupt those thoughts? Do you have any, any non-negotiable habits to help disrupt those thoughts to become a person that's winning the morning, winning their day. Yeah, three three things that I do regardless of where I'm at. Either I'm on vacation, a business trip, camping with my family to a place that's kind of remote. Full glass of water when you wake up. Mm-hmm. Exercise, move the body, and meditate. And that can be as simple as three breaths, breathing in through the nose, out through the nose. And you can do that in less than five minutes. So that's three things that you can do regardless of where you're at. And then to piggyback kind of on that question about what can you do? Our language is so incredibly powerful. How we speak out into the universe is so incredibly powerful and it dictates our future success. So develop a mantra, develop something that you can rely on, put it on post-it notes around your laptop, put it on the mirror in your bathroom, put it on the refrigerator. Heck, write it on your hand, get a band. I mean, I have a band as you're listening to this with my mantra, rise, fight, love, repeat. That's my mantra every single day. Because when you see it, when it's around, when you feel those negative thoughts, all of a sudden you can interject and say, hold on a second, rise, fight, love, repeat, rise, fight, love, repeat, rise, fight, love, and three times. And all of a sudden you're out of that negative pattern. You've changed your physiology by energy and repeating something out that really seeps down into your soul, seeps down into your subconscious mind. Man, that's so good. I am burning a hole in my paper just listening to you talk over here. (laughs) Slaying it. So you talk a lot about unleashing your inner hero and creating a new lease on life. I was just listening. I'm sure you're the same way. I'm constantly investing myself. I, I listen to cool cats like you. I was listening to another podcast on the way in this morning to the office. And there was a guy on there uh, that had been homeless. And I've had people on my podcast that speak of hitting rock bottom before they, you know, trend up. And now they're just slaying it, flying first class, having freedom, getting to do the things they want to do with their family that they weren't able to do before. And that's when they were hitting rock bottom, some of them eating out of trash cans. What 
suggestions would you have for the person that is having those kind of pain points? They believe that, I mean, they're at rock bottom. How do I get out of this? How do I move forward? What's the first step? Would you have any suggestions for that, Peep? So number one, you've gotten through things before in your life, right? We've all had trials and tribulations. Without darkness, there's no light. Without night, there's no sunlight, right? You've always gotten through those. So one, remember some of those times where you've gotten through, it might not be as bad as, as today is or, or the darkness you're going through, but understand that you have the ability to do it and you can choose to do that. Mm -hmm. I'll go back to my story of the worst pain of my life. Almost eight years ago, I lost my mom to breast cancer. I literally watched the woman that brought me into this world take her last breath. That was the worst deep searing pain I've ever had. Didn't think I could move on. But as I look back, that was my spark to light my fire, right? And right after that, her passing, I was triggered with a test. She, she passed away on a Sunday night. We had the second crew of the funeral home come, two 75-year-old men. She was upstairs. I, I was the oldest. I'm the oldest of three children. I looked at them and I said, what's going on, guys? And they said, we don't think we can carry her down the steps. I said, I got it. Let me go ask my brother. So the night my mom passed, my brother and I carried my mom down the steps in that, that dreaded black bag. But that looking back, that was a test. Are you going to step up in a time of pain or are you going to go sit in the corner and, and wallow? So right. know that you've gone through something before. Two, again, ask for help. We have this misconception, especially as men, that asking for help is a weakness. It is actually the biggest sign of strength to say, you know what? I'm stuck. I need help. And if we can change that narrative of asking for help as weakness and say it's a strength, then more people are willing to reach out. And here's the thing, high performing, high achieving, people that have love through their heart, their soul, we inherently want to help other people. Yeah. So don't be fearful that this person, they're at this level, they're not going to want to help. I guarantee you, they more than likely have love in their heart and they're more willing to help. Yeah. That's so good. I love it. Yeah. And you, a lot of people don't realize is that it's not just the people that are feeling stuck. The people who truly get it, they all have coaches. I don't know a reputable coach that doesn't have a coach or a mentor or an advisor. We all have people that we we consult with and grow stronger with. On the topic of the great ones, what, what would you say the biggest different, differentiator is between good and great, what it is you do? Mindset at the end of the day, right? It's the battle in between our ears. I'm a former gym owner. I moved to peak performance coach because it wasn't that people weren't doing the physical work. They couldn't get out of their own way in between their ears, that battle that we all face every single day. And mindset is the key differentiator, right? And, and to develop that, hit those mental reps. That's why I love the ice bath and cold showers. It's physically tough. But it's a mental rep to have your mind say, there's no way you're getting in that ice. It's freezing cold. And to say, you know what, mind? I'm going forward. You're either with me or you're not. And when you give the mind that choice, it always says, all right, I'm with you, right? You're right. telling me we're going. I'm getting in line. And when you can create that synergy, be aligned with your mind, it's amazingly powerful. Because so many times our mind is fighting us rather than us dictating, I am going to do this. You're with me. And the mind will snap into, uh, into line pretty quickly. 
Right. I love it. That's so good. You know, we can only do so much with our, our brain, but we can train our mind. Super cool. Awesome. I love it. So uh, you are a bundle of energy and you are a rock star. What would what do you believe is your competitive edge in life? Mine is my family, right? And and being a father of two boys, greatest gift I've ever been given. And it was something I uncovered this spring. And, and I've done some family challenges, co- coaching families on habits, mindset, routine. And I did the same with my family. And it was amazing transformation to watch us all be on the same page. And this comes from my gym experience again, where I would have, let's say a mom or a dad come in, they want to make a change in their life. They want to eat better. They want to exercise, but yet the other three people in the family eat like crap and they need to make two meals and it's too difficult. So they go back to what everybody else does. Well, when you're all on your toes, when you're all stacking these wins in the morning, when you're all on the attack, imagine a team, heck the golden state warriors just won another championship. Imagine a team like that. That's all going towards being the best version of themselves. And this past spring and the summer, I still trained my dad. He's 76 years young at, at our garage gym. And he right. came over the first day of summer and he said, Hey, where's the family? Is everybody sleeping? Cause that's typically in years past what we'd be doing. I said, Nope. Well, Heather's at the spin class. Jackson's at the Y and my youngest came out Carter. And he said, I'm going for a run. And my dad was like, what the heck is going? I said, we're all on the attack. We're all looking to be the best version of ourselves. And imagine that power, imagine that hidden edge of being connected as a family to be the best version of yourself. That's, that's amazing. So on the topic of competition, who are you competing against each day? Myself, without a shadow of a doubt. Today, I'm looking to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah. Whether it's one more rep of push-ups, whether it's one more prospect that I'm reaching out to, whether it's hugging one of my sons a little bit longer. It's, it's always, and that's the rise in my, my mantra, right? I always feel like a Phoenix rising from the ashes, reborn. Today's fresh. Everybody's like, how do you get up and just love mornings? Well, number one, I saw my mom take her last breath. I know how fragile life is. Today is a gift, Brad, that you get, I get, everybody gets. It's not promised. Tomorrow's not promised. So how are you going to use the gift that today is? So always competing with myself to step into the best version of myself. Do I do it every day? No, there's occasionally times where I don't. Okay. I give myself grace. Something happened. Maybe I didn't sleep well the night before. I accept it. I tell myself I I love myself and I move on. The next day is a new opportunity. Money. So good. So yeah, on top, I mean, we're not always going to wake up at 10. Well, sometimes we're going to wake up at seven or eight. We just got to be a hundred percent of that seven or eight and takes no special ability to do any of those things. It does not. So what skills are you looking to master here in the next 12 months, big dog? What, you know, I mean, you, you listen to you speak, you're, you're an accomplished speaker. You got an incredible podcast. You're a best-selling author. A lot of people might look at you who don't know any different and assume that you don't have a lot of fluff to shave out of your life, that you don't have any you don't have too many socks in your top drawer, those kind of things. What kind of skills are you looking to master here in the next 12 months? Yeah. And I, I, I want to bring up that point, right? Where you start does not need to be where you finish. And, and you see what I've done now. I mean, I was a shy and introverted kid. I still remember the story my mom said when I was six, I didn't, I couldn't go over to buddy's house to play because I was so shy. She had to come with me and <laughs> graduating, <laughs> graduating high school, my senior class on the male side, I was voted biggest complainer. 
Really? I mean, think, think about that, right? I mean, so where you start does not need to be where you end up and you can always change. For me, um, it is continuing to guide my sons through their teen years, which is always a difficult, difficult time, right? And equip them with the skills, the habits, the mindset that I didn't have growing up, right? So that that's one thing for my family. Personally, really dialing in my, my sleep and nutrition to allow me to even have more energy in the day, right? And, and that's an, an ongoing battle, making sure I get enough sleep, get the nutrition dialed in, uh, and then just reach more people because I know there's a lot of people out there suffering in quiet isolation, depression, anxious, stressed, and you do have a choice. And if I can help you, please, please reach out because I, I just love having a conversation and you never know one conversation can change the trajectory of your life. Absolutely. We're always one conversation away. You are super relatable, buddy. You're authentic. You're fantastic. You're an easy conversation. So I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful that you're joining us today. You've got 30 to 45 seconds, 30 to 45 seconds to talk to at the time of this recording, 64 countries wide, 30 to 45 seconds to speak to the audience on how they can begin creating the best version of themselves today. Today is a gift you will never get again. How are you going to choose to use it? Today is a gift you will never get again. Use it wisely, play all out, play as if your hair is on fire and you're sprinting towards a lake. You do that and you'll create a legendary life. I love it, man. You stir the movement, you stir the purpose in others. And I'm so thankful for this opportunity to have an incredible conversation with such a rock star. So thank you so much for joining us, big dog. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. You bet, man. Make it a great day.